You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Morning, Joe. Good morning, Pat. Nice to see you in the flesh, man. Yeah, no, it's lovely to uh, to be down here. What a great spot you have. Yeah, thanks for coming down. No, um, pleasure. We drove a little bit around town yesterday and, and here we are looking to walk climb strategize out of the valley of despair <laughs> yeah. yeah it did uh we did get in the, into the dip didn't we uh last last time out yeah for those of us who, who joined us there um welcome yeah to the uh, the ascent yeah exactly welcome to the floor <laughs> yeah. welcome to the floor you're welcome yeah <laughs> uh, things haven't really turned around that much no yeah. no arguably no worse. yeah arguably worse but yeah. i don't i just don't think that really gets you anywhere yeah. yeah, it doesn't. I think no. you said something that struck, stuck out last last convo, and that was yeah, you've got to you've got to acknowledge what it is, yeah, and what's going on, and then and then build from there. So that's this true. Is, this is our attempt today, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, um, <clears throat> I hope you had a good sleep last night. I did. Need your positive <laughs> yeah, boots. No, I did. I'm not not grumpy, just a little bit croaky. Yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, just uh. I think it's a, you know, I think if you end up in the valley of despair, you end up, you know, um, listening to too much like Jordan Peterson and just <laughs> Which trying to find, you try to find like, you know, what rules of life are going to get you, get you through things. Whereas in reality, I think it's often that we, these situations are these situations, but it's, you know, the human condition I always find very interesting is that you tend to always have a choice about how you're going to respond to, to what's in front of you and how you choose your attitude irrespective of the situation is, I think, almost by definition what it actually is to be an optimist in, exactly. in scenarios like this. Yeah. It's that you've got to pick your way through it. I think it's well said and it's a lot of strength in that. But the uh, yeah, as I said before and you said last episode, harking back to that, Realize where you really are, and then mm. and then build from there. And yeah. then you're not, yeah, just blind optimist falling into the valley <laughs> yeah, of despair. And I think that's what's hard for a lot of people, isn't it? Is that it's not. Um, I've been thinking about that a fair bit. Is that the the context keeps changing. So I think you know you try to get yourself settled into stuff. And I guess when you look around at the moment, so much hasn't changed, but has in terms of context over the last three or four years. You know, you look back kind of four years ago, it was the start of a pandemic. You look now and we've got kind of two wars raging um, in different parts of, parts of the world. We still broadly have, you know, significant issues with COVID. Um, we still have kind of, you know, a world that is, um, you know, in, inflated in terms of kind of, you know, the, the price of everything going up. Um, and that's all happened within a four-year span. Yeah. So you know, and you haven't even mentioned the climate crisis that's no. coming around. No, no, and yeah, lots of different pressures. Yeah, yeah. Uh, aging population. Like, there's so many that you can yeah. that you can list off and rattle off. It's true. Um, but yeah, I was having a chat to my grandfather for his 90th birthday, 93rd birthday, and just hearing everyone does live through moments and he was talking about his dad who lived through the great depression and just hearing sort of those moments of mm. reckoning that happened in their generations is yeah sort of strangely comforting <laughs> yeah. because it was sometimes it can become all-encompassing yeah and that's the danger yeah. um i think with these moments and and to be like oh this is you know final or this is it or this is yeah and but that's it, what gets mm. dangerous in the valley because you can um wallow like a pig in mud down there it's true and just be like oh what's gonna happen what's yeah gonna happen? and there's it's sort of like pick your pick your 
fruit, really. At yeah, the moment. it does feel we'll like a fruit it's a bit salad of, down yeah. there. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's uh, hopefully it's not special. Um, but the, I guess the thing about um, it does feel like it's a reckoning. It does feel like it's a, uh, it's the end of um, end of an era. So but much you, like. You but know, if you reframe it, I feel like it's, it's an opportunity right now. Oh, to definitely. Like yeah. Build because leading up to this, even when money was cheap, even when there wasn't like so much of a global conflict building. Um, every the sentiment around was things need to change. It just yep. nothing was changing. It's true. So if we don't strike this as a moment of okay, what can yep. we change? It's hard, though. Mm. We had chats on it last night where yeah. this, where you sort of look where this can be heading. As pressures, financial pressures, often lead to pretty blunt and and brutal decisions at a populist mm. level for. Yep for democracies because things can get pretty misconstrued and i suppose that's where it leads me to next and that's yeah. like i had a little think about this convo because i was like yeah. we were in the valley last we were and we really yeah. pointed the finger at i suppose media you are what you watch you are what you eat sort of feeling and then it was off the back of the referendum it was off the back of what's happening in gaza and and sort of people being pulled apart on mm-hmm. all different levels and what that leaves and starting to think about what is the crux of that like and where so there's a novel idea that came with this and yeah, i was nice. like well yeah. facebook a lot of sort of the digital landscape has been colonized and been been captured and the value has been distributed to a few yes given and shareholders blah 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 but a few and that was built off the back of government infrastructure. Mm-hmm. When I did this thought experiment, I'm like, am I a communist? But I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> but I think this idea has merit. And I was want to throw it to you because I know you definitely aren't. And it's how, what are the ways that we could, you know, and is it possible? Like it's like the genie in the bottle sort of moment. It's like when I was a history student and third year second year taking third year history class and the teacher goes doing a big discussion on decolonization and and it's like can you actually decolonize and i said well can you unscramble an egg and the the obvious answer is no you can't and that's where we are now with sort of media landscape is everyone's throwing out different media here and there we're getting deep fakes this we live in the post-truth world but the hard thing is where we spoke about this last week is like well can you control your algorithm? But where's revenue coming from and the amount of revenue that's coming from, say, Meta? So it's like a utility. If we reframe what these social media companies are as utility and start to take a share, like how would we do that and give agency back to the, some of the government utility that help build those? Yeah. How do you transition from that? Is that even possible? Can the genie go back in and would that do anything other than just put that the propaganda machine in the hands of an absolute <laughs> maybe do you know maybe. what i mean but I that's do. where I it's do. at and that's i feel like yeah. there's such a <clears throat> that's where a lot of this rubbish is coming from yeah i mean there's there's a lot in that so like in terms of starting to Trying starting to unpack, to unpack that. that so like well, i can distill it it's like should we transfer yeah the propaganda machine and start taxing it differently so we can 
get yep. government money across? Like, is this the right path or well, how do we start? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, I mean, I think they could probably just start by taxing it. Yeah. Um, so that's really the first, the first weapon that they're actually looking at and trying, trying to work through. I mean, I think, you know, the consolidation of, in particular in, in technology is, it's a huge issue, yeah. right, for government is that arguably technology now <clears throat> And technology companies are more powerful than government in in some facets of life in terms of being able to actually kind of have almost global reach in terms of where they actually actually are at. And I think, you know, when you think about technology, it's about thinking through who are actually the players in, involved in all of this and how do they actually, how does their business model work? And it's, it's, it's about ultimate scale because technology doesn't see borders. It doesn't see conflict. It doesn't see anything. What we're using is going to be exactly the same as what someone else is using anywhere in the world broadly, right? At a technology level, of course, it's going to be customized, etc. But in a media landscape, I think a lot of it then comes down to how do you actually break up a lot of these big, big technology businesses into more of their component parts and that's happened before it happened with oil it happened with the railroads it's happened with um telecommunications it happened um, with the shipping big shipping big shipping businesses yeah. so it's government has form of doing this but technology companies actually haven't gone through this really the closest anyone kind of got to antitrust was microsoft and that was i mean that was back in the 90s right that was about them trying to take on mail right so it was um you remember they created uh, internet explorer of all things to take out netscape and they bundled it for free inside um inside microsoft products but yet we're now in a world where they're bundling ai for free in air quotes into their existing product suite and they're not they're releasing copilot where you, yeah, you have but, to be but no one's saying you know what i like yeah. You yeah. have to pay an extra. Yeah, but so it's, it's still bundled in. Yeah. So the whole point, the, the point I'm trying to, to make is there's no antitrust against that, right? No. So no one in, that I've seen is has any opinion around how um, Microsoft has basically invested in what is, you know, again, in air quotes, a not-for-profit, um, you know, in terms yeah. of kind of open AI. Um, and now it's embedded inside their product as a kind of basically an exclusive first-to-market. First to yeah, new positioning. That is exactly what they did 20 years ago yeah. with a with an email browser and a, sorry an internet browser hooked up to a piece of email that like an email server that's very problematic right that the regulatory response is not as robust as it used to be cuz i mean they got you know they were hauled in front of congress last time and that they might get hauled in front of congress this time but it does feel like the the kind of the i guess the the watch person's asleep at the wheel while kind of these things are going through and a lot of kind of where our politic tends to go is it more it's about point scoring and reactionary whereas i think we're really going through a, the end of a very seismic change which is really moving from an industrial era to a post-digital or a tech a fully technology era yeah and it's like well what are the steps to do that and it's yeah i think you brought an article to attention not long ago and that was the colonization of the digital and it's what are the steps that would go through there it's it's hard to unpack that further and how that would look in What's, terms of hmm. taxing that at this yeah federal like because as you say it's it's a global yeah. reach these technological companies yeah and how that would how that would but there's work. there's loads of ways they could do that like it's to your point you can't um you know if you break an egg 
you kind of have to make an omelet, right? You have to decide whether you're going to have scrambled egg omelet or do something else with it, make a cake, exactly. wh- whatever it is. And I think that's the How that's much the egg situ- there is is what you can make. With yeah, that. exactly. But they could do a lot of different things in terms of that they can break it apart. So but they the keys to remember that we can't go back. That's we can't go back. That's yeah. the big piece. So yeah, it's like, like it's not, not a utility. To- no, like a telephone. And no. I think that's what throws you. Like throws me in that thought experiment. Yeah, it's like how can you shape this? Because there's a pushback. There would be pushback if it felt like government was all all of a sudden controlling what social. Yeah, is. but social media isn't like it's not a technology breakthrough, right? No, it's, it's not. not. It's what it is is basically it's technology enabled. The breakthrough really is about kind of like ubiquitous kind of mobile network service that allows you know, these devices to work anywhere at speeds that we've never seen before. So like the ability for data to flow freely back and forth unregulated is really the technology change. And then the the other thing that goes behind that is now it's being backed by computational power, right? So the ability, you know, for a lot of these large language models, AI to work is based on twin processing chips. That's going to keep changing and changing and changing. But those are the broadly the two breakthroughs. Yeah, we got quantum coming. Yeah, that create the era that we live in. Yeah, but government's not set up, and it's not set up to tax that no. accordingly. And like we've spoken about this, like how do you grow that? And that's the pressure that's on us now. If yeah. we look at the financial fruit at the value to spare, yeah. it's like how do we bring in more to to service a shrinking population? Often, yeah. What does that look like, and how does but that? But there's lo- there's loads of ways they and can s- do it. And I think that's yeah. where you can yeah. draw those parallels. It's like, well, you if you had to put up an ad in the old days on yeah. a billboard. There was local council that you had to sort that through. There was yeah. a lot of different ways. Whether that's the right approach, I don't know. There's definitely arguments yeah. to say the government don't don't do enough with the yeah. the tax. Well, money, I mean, there's two there's two fundamental things they run on. One is electricity, and the other is basically access to to um, spectrum. Yeah. Right. Both of those are technically controllable by the state so there's no i mean if they really wanted to kind of really wanted to actually kind of truly tax without changing anything all they would actually have to do is basically privatize the the ability to actually kind of you know have electricity for a lot of these like servers that are used etc and just you know tax the nose out of them and that instantly changes their business model because their input costs become increasingly high to be able to actually run the servers in the background to be able to actually kind of do that sort of stuff there's lots of different ways they could break it up Mm. you know they could actually make sure that they break it into component parts so that it's no longer one massive ecosystem which i think is the problem is that it's the data that we hold has allowed them to commercialize every aspect of our lives and therefore but our discourse has not it's almost like our discourse has become narrower, whereas our data kind of exposure in terms of kind of like... Well, we've just been funneled, funneled and funneled and funneled and funneled. We yeah. used to have two newspapers like yeah. in a sure. lot of democracy and it was like, oh, you're left, you're right. But yeah, we sort of chat in the middle. Yeah. Now it's like, <laughs> and we've everyone experienced this through COVID. Yeah. There was like a big mold, melting pot, people getting fed certain types of content here certain type going deep down rabbit holes and then all of a sudden the left was the right and they had a bit of orange on them and they had a bit of, <laughs> it, it was wild yeah, to come out time. of the rabbit hole and feel 
feel the paintbrush of what people have been watching and listening to and yep. come back into some form of fragmented middle and have yep. a conversation go, whoa, all but of a sudden something spun. Hmm. But I think that's what's happened and what you're saying yep. is that's what's going on and we've gone deeper, deeper, deeper. Yeah, like I feel like it's like it's about, like I always think about these things like it's about leadership so that, because I think society at the moment almost is leaderless, right, across the world really is that, yes, you have these strong people who sit in power and they're kind of, they're almost like, um, it's almost like nihilistic, right? It's like if you look at Russia, it feels like almost like a postmodern, post-truth, post-almost hope kind of um, style of economy, which is that you've got a ruling class and it almost feels like nihilistic in that they, they broadly believe in something, but I wouldn't be able to describe what their point of view on the world is. And then underneath it, you have a whole bunch of people who kind of are almost fatalistic right it's you know like it's the the thing that you often see in like russian kind of i guess kind of you know um writing whatever from doisiev all the way through the kind of um Tolstoy is that it's all about kind of the the Russian malaise, right? So the working person is always kind of basically caught up in inevitably something bad happening, and it kind of like there's there's that whole world, but it's it feels like we're kind of you know the opportunity for for government perhaps is to step back in and actually start to lead, right? But then you kind of you go, oh, how is that possible when you kind of actually can't bring people together? Because I'm not sure we all believe in the same things anymore, right? Like COVID's a really great example of really the science said one thing but i could you know there's probably three different takes on that right is that the science wasn't accurate the science was accurate but wasn't well applied or that this is just a hoax and and a pox and science doesn't really have the answers which i think is really healthy spot to get to but it's a really awkward stage that we're at because i was definitely someone very frustrated growing up to realize that there was there isn't just one answer and i think that is a dangerous point and whenever you like running even just small scale community based or like yep. large stakeholder base there's a lot of right answers but it's getting to that middle and finding that mm. finding that and empowering people to find it themselves to a degree yep. is something that we miss in society and something that i think the propaganda machine or that is dangerous at the moment because of the data set and where yep. we can be coerced and the people who know how to coerce like i don't think we realize what a weapon and what what we have in our hands to a degree but where i'm going with that is that awkward stage and i think we're at that awkward stage because there is never been a right answer and i think strong leadership is to recognize that and then still say this is where we think is best. And I don't think anyone's done that no. very well for a very long time. But it's time. almost like, don't, don't you find, that's like, I want to ask you this, don't you find it's like the the belief set that we all used to believe in, right? So, because that's like, yeah. I've, I put it in a national context, like here in Australia, like I believe the biggest threat to Australia at the moment is actually like we believe in a fair go, but yet we actually live in a world where that's no longer the case, right? So like our belief as a country is based on kind of broadly egalitarianism. Like I realize it's never been like that, never. Yeah. But that's the broad belief that we all tell ourselves we all hold in common. So if I'm you know, down the road at the pub, I broadly believe I'm going to get treated the same as the person next to me. That is starting to change, right? And you see kind of like that, I think that flip is starting to move quite a bit in terms of kind of like how we actually experience experience the world. And But that is a belief, right? That is actually a belief we all hold in common but when those things start to fall apart that's where it becomes more difficult to even it's almost like we start arguing right rather than actually kind of being i see your point of view 
I can add to your point of view. And the middle, like as we were talking about last time, starts to become almost invisible in, in society. People might believe it, but they don't necessarily express it. And it's kind of... And they don't feel what... Yeah, we're almost going through like a, a crash in belief, right? A crash in kind of belief in one another, belief in society, etc. But in, And it really... You sound like you're back in the valley, mate. <laughs> no, I'm not. Because like... But it's like I do... I wonder where it's going to come from. Like I see it happen all the time, but yeah. belief is more now based in like smaller groups it's almost yeah. like we're back to where we used to be right where it's a bit more tribal it's like it's like i believe in like my family my community my x my y yeah and that's what you believe in and i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing no, i think I it either. needs a reframe at a mm. national level and yeah. i think that that's what i'm sort of saying i think it's growing pains at the moment around yeah. what that is because it needed to happen there wasn't there then the notion that there was mm. one right way or there was this is, yeah. I think, a dangerous notion. The fair I, go is dangerous at a national level, but a fair go within a community perspective yeah. is healthy and yeah. does exist to a degree, depending mm. on what True. space you're in, in terms of that community space or yeah. that like group of people, whatever that be. Yeah, but we're becoming almost like, like to, just to build out your point, like it's like we're becoming like little little groups again kind of yeah around, but you can exist in four groups at the yeah. moment and fine with that you could exist in 12 yeah but it's almost like the, you're gonna be busy but the big <laughs> yeah you will be you probably yeah maybe not don't encourage that that's a lot to take on but <laughs> the, yeah, just try to nail what you can nail the, the, the kind of um you know the the thing that is in that though is that it has big like big government, like in terms of kind of like what we stand for at a national level, been eaten by something even bigger. Hundred percent. Yeah, and that's that's well, kind that's, of what we're going through. That's what we're going through, and I feel yeah. like at a grassroots, we're slowly striving to try and redefine what yeah. government should be. Yeah, and it's confusing as hell. It is, but it's yeah. healthy that we're at. There's something healthy about a post truth. I know there's also a lot of things that yeah. I find dangerous about it. Yeah, but there's something healthy it's like can we evolve though to accept that and yeah. then actually work past that yeah but it still doesn't come past that the, the trouble that's there because we're just such sheep and when we hear see and feel information come through these smart devices yeah well I, I, that's what i most that's worry what's about dangerous. it's like it's because it's like your your belief is it's no divide longer. and conquer and yeah but we can't meet on belief right it's like we can't broadly think it's becoming harder in essence to cooperate with with other yeah. people and you see this a lot in discourse is that it it becomes you know like even just lived experience right it's like you you know like working your way through traffic these days is like it's harder than it's ever been because i think people are less tolerant of one another because they don't realize anymore that to cooperate if we all cooperate we're all going to get to the end of the street better, better. Yeah. you know what i mean and that's that's kind of gone at the moment right it's that's a really small example but yeah. it plays out everywhere it's like and even joe biden i think is like almost like the last he's 82 and it's almost like he's the last vestige of like the deal maker right he doesn't come in and go it's my way or your way he comes in and goes let's make a deal he's like bob barker every time i look at him i just think the price is right it's like you know uncle joe's here to make a deal and it's <laughs> It's good, right, in that way. But it's almost like he's 
Like There's he's no literally leadership. a dying breed. Yeah. Right. Cause it's the new way to make a deal is either like, it's like the, the technology smiling assassin, which is that all good, all good, all good. And then you get the term sheet from the lawyer and you're like, Oh my God, that's not good. That's anything, uh, <laughs> that's anything but good. And that was two years uh, later. We're yeah, already exactly. in the Where they basically worked, worked you under the ball for so long. You don't have, you don't have a way forward. And yeah. the other part, that's where it feels like government's at at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, like I mean, I'm yeah, I'm definitely you know um, making my way up the mountain, but I feel like there's there's a few things that are probably quite terminal if we don't start to address them, and I think it's more that that I worry about. It's the ability for groups to see one another's perspective, to find a way to cooperate through stuff. Yeah, right. Because I mean, you could see this playing out in like the energy transition. Like you know, you already see this this argument between you know like hydrogen versus solar wind versus solar um solar versus gas gas versus um petrol you know there's all of these different dynamics that all play out right but no one's we're not cooperating on the goal right everyone's fudged the goal now the goal well, the goal always move that's what's yeah but then no one believes in it so everyone's just like oh well what do you do yeah yeah and so that's where we are and that's yeah. and then the, you get tribalism we really vote for or really mm. back gas or really back diesel or really back sun yeah. really back wind yeah and you start to get more sporting analogies which i don't no, know if but, it's <laughs> but it works on like a, it works on like if the world was you know like if the world was flat i know we're gonna have to close but you imagine going all the way back right? Joey's going. No, i'm going old school um but it meant like that whole theory like if the world was flat everyone can hold their patch but when the world is actually round and keeps moving everyone does actually have to cooperate or we end up in these really terrible scenarios because it's like with energy if we don't do stuff then it's i always find this interesting is that people go oh well we're such a small population here in australia you know it's negligible unless china and the states kind of do something i'm like that kind of misses the point it's actually that we're all cooperating to get to an end goal right but, but it's that kind isn't of communicated it's not and it's hard in and amongst capitalism where winner takes all yeah so yeah. that's the competition that comes up and that's where yeah. people have a stake in it and it's yeah. like i suppose I don't know where to land this, but it's like, what is, we've tried to touch on this, like, what is government going forward or like how to rebuild from maybe that post-truth era? Like what is needed in that space to be able to even try and start to build in? Not, we don't have to say belief. Yeah. We don't have to build a religion here. Or we all turn to football. We spoke about this last night. The world's greatest religion. Yeah. yeah. But what... What are some of those ways to start building that back in or start building in seeing seeing eye to eye or at least seeing that the other person has eyes? That's maybe somewhere to jump <coughs> off here and as part yeah. of the ascent as we get out. Like what are some of those mechanisms amongst – and let's just say nothing changes with social – no new tax system, yeah. so we're not going there. But yeah, well, like, gov- I think government, you know, it's really – it's to me like we can we can chat about this next time but i think there's a few levers they can pull whether that's about how they close gaps on inequality how they actually have a vision for where the economy actually should go and actually backing it as they've often done in terms of you know really what again like the us have done through like all the tarp bills in terms of actually kind of really trying to move the um i guess the electrification rather than the kind but then of, there's like but then you come up against we got the rba making a call today we're, yeah. we're recording this on a tuesday and they the sentiment that's coming out is like stop yeah. government bills, like stop building things. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah. well, <laughs> yeah. that's counter to what you were just saying then. So yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, but we don't have enough people to build the stuff we need to build, right? Yeah. So all the le- money. <laughs> the well, yeah. And we, you know, it's a, uh, 
I mean, that's yeah. It's probably like we can we can unpack that next time. But we yeah. live in a really challenging time where like our debt ratios are really really high. The cost of money is getting higher, but the need to actually build infrastructure has it's never been greater. More. So, and that's that's not just building roads, by the way. That's yeah. actually about like hospitals. how we have a, yeah. a grid, hospitals, how we build disaster resilience, etc. So, there's a world that you know you can quite easily foresee where it's kind of that you know, government has to spend more and more and more as a percentage of economy. But then when you start to think about that, it's that business isn't really putting in anyway. So, but then what you have to do is actually switch from consumption to creation, right? So that I think that's what they're broadly trying to do is trying to kind of make Build things, back utility. Build back utility in a yeah. bit of um, Bring space. Bring back the 70s, baby. Yeah, for sure. That was a great era. Yeah, and then <laughs> sold them no all idea. off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Apparently, it was terrible for everyone in the 70s who lived through it. Like, this is, you know, this is also part of humanity is that, you know, kind of may you live in interesting times. Well, everyone does. Yeah. So, it's just it's just always interesting in a different way. Yeah, it depends how you look at it. So. Here we are enjoying the uh, the ascent, the descent, and the uh, roller coaster with you, mate. It's nice to have you down at the Newcastle and uh, yeah, no yeah, and lay down a combo. All right, till next time. Till then. Thank you for listening to BAU Business as Unusual. Subscribe and learn more at baupod.co. That's baupod.co.